Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis. Join one of the Adelaide 36ers favourite sons as we deep dive into everything past and present about one of the most storied franchises in the NBL. It's Sixers Fix, your Adelaide 36ers podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis and we're only days away now from the NBL season starting. The Adelaide 36ers have got another trophy in the cabinet as of the NBL Blitz over in Tasmania. They're over in Perth now getting ready for the season opener and, there, and there's plenty for us to catch up on. We'll hear from Jamie Perlman later in the show, the assistant coach, but the man that you've all been tuned in to hear from, the only man of course to take part in every championship the Adelaide 36ers have won. Joining me, Chris Pike, Scott Ninnis. How do we find you only five days out now from the season opening? Oh, mate, I'm on top of the world. The sun's shining here in Adelaide today. <laughs> we're, we're undefeated. We're pre-season champions. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been going uh, swimmingly, swimmingly so far. Um, obviously, it's, uh, you know, you can take, pre-season form with a pinch of salt and, and we, we rested a lot of players as did other teams but um, you know I think it's important winning form is good form uh, I think especially when you've got a you know relatively well pretty much a new team together uh, you know getting into those habits early on uh, doesn't hurt at all but uh, obviously the proof will be in the pudding and it doesn't get much harder than uh, than the Wildcats in Perth but uh, I'm like everyone I'm, I'm really excited for the season to start and uh um, you know, like I, I've had a chance to see the team, you know, up close and personal during the preseason, and uh, I, I like what I see. I think they've got, uh, you know, got great depth. Um, they're, they're strong in every position, and um, you know, I bring it on. I'm looking forward mm. to it. Yeah, absolutely. And there's plenty of reasons I think for 36ers fans to be excited about what this season will hold, and we'll get into that as this show unfolds. As I mentioned before, we'll hear from assistant coach Jamie Perlman later in the. Later in the show, and of course, thank we've got we've got all of our partners back on board as well for this season, Scott, which is very exciting. And thank you to them for their support. So thank you to to Sports Card World, who will be be bringing our Q and A segment with the coaches again this season. Australian Motors Mitsubishi are happy to be back on board. All Star Photos as well, and and of course your support with Premium Wine Tours is invaluable as well, Scott. Um, before we get into the basketball talk. How are things going in the world of Scott Ninnis and family right now? Yeah, interesting. I mean, a couple of months ago, I wasn't doing anything. Mm. It was, uh, <laughs> you know, one tour business has gone uh, completely pear-shaped, obviously, with, you know, various lockdowns and things. I, I think, you know, you fast-forward it to, to now, um, you know, like I'm still, from a from a business point of view, it's still very, very slow, and I'm probably only out about once a week, but... Mm. Um, it's uh, it gave me the opportunity to to delve back into basketball a little bit. I was um, I was asked by the club to to come out and work out Ty uh, Soto and put some extra work into him and and uh, had great fun doing that and that sort of led into them becoming involved in in most of the preseason. Mm. So I was out with the out with the team every uh, every day in the lead up to them going to Tasmania and uh, you know it felt a little bit surreal to start with after. You know, eleven odd years out of the game, but um, it was great. It was uh, you know, they're a great bunch of guys. They're, they're very good to work with. They, they work hard, um, and, and as I said, I think there's uh, you know I think all the signs are great. You know, CJ's been able to put in his uh, his system, and uh, you know the boys have embraced that. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. On another note, on uh, 
I'm a great coach, South Adelaide in the NBL One yeah. Central Division here. So, oh, which that, is that, my, that was my uh, next question. Yeah, so that's uh, yeah. It seems like they've asked me every couple of years for about the last ten years, and okay. I've always said no. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a club I played my entire career with from when I was about eleven years old mm. through to uh, about thirty-three. So uh, it's exciting to be back out, uh, you know, with a club that I spent so much time with, and um, uh, you know, we don't start till till April, but we had a little little uh, informal scrimmage session last Thursday night, and uh, we've got a few guys signed, so. Mm. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I wanted to talk to you about that a little bit. What's it like now, all of a sudden, being back as a as a head coach, and I guess doing some research into trying to recruit, getting a getting plans for preseason up and up and running, putting a team together. What's it like doing it, doing it again for the first uh, time in so long? Very strange. Mm. It's uh, you know, and and seems yeah, it doesn't seem doesn't seem real. Like it's <laughs> uh, I I thought that. You know, I was convinced that part of my life was done with, yeah. and um, um, you know, and and really hadn't been thinking along those sort of lines at all. Um, and then to, to suddenly, you know, end up doing that, and, and also being out involved with the, with the thirty sixes mm. on a day to day basis, it was uh, it, it was it took me a little while to get back into it. The, the terminology seems to have changed <laughs> a little bit, but uh, you know, basketball is still basketball, and. Um, uh, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it. Um, you know, like I, it's always something that's been in my blood and, um, you know, I'll get a chance to do it firsthand now. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm looking forward to going to those freezing cold stadiums in the middle of winter <laughs> on a Saturday night yeah. again. But, yeah. uh, no, it's it, it's uh, it's good. The competitive juices are, are already starting to kick in. And I thought Thursday night it would just be me sitting back and just, just watching. I end up pacing up and down the sidelines and... Uh, <laughs> You know, chatting for about two hours straight. So uh, yeah, it was good. I, uh, I, 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 I know I'm going to enjoy it. Um, you know, I'm really passionate about, you know, about the clubs with South Adelaide and uh, you know, getting them back into probably like a similar thing with the 36ers, trying to help bring them back and being a, you know, finals contender every year and um, and and hopefully. Uh, you know, hopefully cracking a championship at some stage over the next few years as well. Yeah, I think you'll find pretty quickly that passion doesn't doesn't ever leave you. So once you once the games get underway, I think you'll find your your passion still there. I've seen firsthand over the last probably seven or eight years over in Perth, Mike Ellis. He's he's been as passionate and as and as fiery as ever. Even though he's he's probably <laughs> he's probably I don't know maybe he might be even ten years older than you. So he's a bit older than you, but that passion is still there, and I think you still find that. You take things as personally as ever, and the referees annoy you as ever. I think you'll find those things all come back pretty quickly. <laughs> Some things never change. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, look, I, I, I love Mike Ellis. The, mm. the, the very first uh, uh, Boomer squad that I got invited to it was a squad of about twenty-five, and, and Mike was there as well. And he, you know, he 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 really took me under his wing over those couple of days. And I was a young, snotty-nosed kid who didn't really know what I was <laughs> doing. And, and and it was it was funny because we were we were both competing for the same yeah. position and um, yeah, for him to, you know, I've never forgotten it. You know, the way he treated me and encouraged me, you know, in that four or five days was, uh, was incredible. And uh, no, I've, I've always had a lot of time for Mike. No, fantastic to hear. And his son Cody is carrying on that family legacy as well. He's a, he had a, had a really good NBL career and still playing over in the NBL one West competition over there. So yeah, doing some, some great things. Um, let's get on to some basketball talk, Scott, as we talked about, the Adelaide 36ers won the NBL Blitz, won all of, all five of their games in Tasmania, um, ended up winning the the Loggins Bruden Cup. Um, 
So two of those wins were over the Perth Wildcats and then one win each over the, the Brisbane Bullets, the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, and the Cairns Taipans. Um, I don't think they ever had their full squad for any of the games, so it was a matter of just getting some some run into the legs of, of everybody across those those five games. But really impressive. I mean, from a preseason point of view, you couldn't have been been happy with what you saw. Um, what did you make of the performances? Oh, I thought, I thought they, were, they, they were outstanding. I mean, you know, I think CJ would have got everything out of it that he wanted. Um, and the winning is, is just a bonus when he, when it comes to the preseason. But, um, and, you know, like, once again, you can't read too much into it. You know, Bryce Cotton hardly plays in that fourth quarter. Yeah. You know, in the last game, you know, we, we had, you know, a couple of our starters on the court. So, you know, the, the results, you've got to take them with a grain of salt. But um, oh, I thought the signs were really encouraging from, you know, the, the stars right down to, you know, guys like Nick Marshall who had, yeah. you know, 10 points and 12 rebounds yesterday. I, I think I had 12 rebounds in a season once. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so, you know, like he, you know, I've seen him firsthand and the way he's developed and the work that he put, put in in the off-season. And it's uh, it's really exciting, you know, and he's, he's a development player. So mm-hmm. oh, I think there's, there's tremendous depth within the within the club. Um, you know, I've, I've liked seeing Todd Withers getting amongst it in the last couple of games. And, and uh, you know, he works, works hard at both ends of the court. And, uh, you know, I've, I've said to a few people that I think Dusty Hannes will, will probably lead the team in scoring. Yeah. And um, um, so I think we've just, we've got really good balance. And, uh, you know, that, that then once again takes the pressure off someone like Daniel Johnson and, and, and the rest of the players and they don't, you know that then you know he, he's not expected to get twenty five every game, which probably will occasionally anyway. But um, yeah, and and you know Mitch Mitch McCarron sort of steering that ship is uh, to me was the the pickup of the off season. So um, yeah, look, I'm excited at better chances. I mean, I've, everyone from every team would be saying the same thing at the yeah, moment, sure. of course. Yeah. But uh, but uh, no, I can't wait to, uh, to to see the boys in action. Not just Friday night, but especially you know back here for the first game on uh, on Sunday as well. It's uh, it's 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 been a while, and uh, I know everyone's excited about uh, you know this season kicking off again. Yeah, that that Sunday game against the Hawks is going to be a, a hell of a game. That's just hope COVID doesn't ruin it. Let's hope it actually gets to happen. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to get some more thoughts on Dusty Hannes. He was he was he was really exciting during the Blitz, and I think we all knew coming into this season that he would. He would be a cool, calm head. He would, you know, be a good ball handler. He's a, he's an obviously a brilliant shooter. But he showed some fire in that last quarter against the Wildcats, where he just wanted to take over the game. He wanted the ball in his hands. He wanted to be taking the big shots. He hit the big shots. He got into it with Kevin White, which I'm sure will very quickly endear him to um, 36ers fans. Um, not to to have that natural talent, but to also have that fire in the belly. That that's going to make him a fan favorite pretty quickly, isn't it? Oh, absolutely! And once again, like like I said, I've seen him firsthand, and you know he he's an incredible shooter. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's you know he he, he could end, he could end up being as good as any shooter that we we've had playing for the Thirty mm-hmm. Sixers, and and I don't say that lightly when uh, <laughs> names like Daryl Pierce and Brett Maher and John Rilly, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but uh, he he's just a phenomenal shooter, and and when he when he misses at training, you're surprised. You just expect that you just expect that to be going in. So he uh, he's supremely confident in his his own ability, and and I think if you if you ask him the question, he probably wouldn't think there's too many better shooters than him anywhere in the world. He, he does have that sort of uh, you, you know real confidence in, in what he can do. So um, you know I'm excited to see you know he, he'll have some 
make no mistake, he'll, he'll have some monster games where he just gets going and, and will just, you know, he's, you know, he can shoot it from anywhere. Um, and, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's a competitor. So, uh, no, look, look, look forward to seeing it firsthand. I think the thing I'm most excited about with this team is the backcourt, especially with, with Dusty and Mitch, because they're so... They're both so smart. They're both such good ball handlers. They both seem to always make the right decisions. I just... I just see the team being run so well from those two guys all season. I don't think they're going to be, you know, turnover prone. They're going to take great care of the ball. And to have two guys like that running your team, it's a, it's a great start, isn't it? It really is. And it's, uh, you, you know, you throw Sunday Dets yep. into that yep. uh, into that mix as well. You know, what the work he put in in the off season and, um, you know, he's just in incredible shape and uh, such a competitor. And we know what he you know, what he can do at the defensive end, but his, you know, the work he's put into his offensive game in the off-season has, has been second to none as well. And then you throw Ted Dufemeyer into that mm-hmm. equation oh, as well. And I, I've loved what I've seen of him. He is a, you know, he's a feisty competitor and, and you know, having to go against those names that we've just mentioned every day at training, mm-hmm. you know, games are going <laughs> to seem easy. You know, once you, you know, you don't have to chase Dusty Hannes or Mitch McCann or <laughs> yeah. Sunday Desh around. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then in saying that, he's going to probably be chasing Bryce Cotton around on Friday <laughs> night. So, uh, but uh, I think the backcourt is is superb. I think it's just uh, you know ticks all the boxes, and uh, you know we can be we can be very very good in, in that area, and we probably haven't had you know, depth like that in, in that position. You know, probably since the you know Darnell, me, mm-hmm. Brett, Marr, John really days. So um, it's uh, it's exciting, and uh, look forward to seeing what uh, what they can produce uh, coming up in a few days. Now we didn't see a lot of Kai Soto at the Blitz, but as you said before, you've spent a lot of time with him on the court before they went over to Tasmania. Can you tell us a little bit about what it's been like working with him, and and what we might be able to expect to see from him once he once the season starts? Yeah, look, I, to me, he was much better than what I. thought what I anticipated he was going to be. He can shoot the ball. He's got good footwork. He, you know, he wants to work. He, he's, I'm just a little bit concerned. He's been a little bit interrupted in this preseason. So I, you know, I'd, I'd worked him out for a couple of weeks and then he had uh, some teeth problems. He had a root canal and had to have some other teeth taken out of that and put him out of action for about a week or so. And then the week after that, he then hurt his knee, which has been a bit of an ongoing problem since then. So, um, Look, the future is, you know, it's whatever he wants it to be. Um, you know, he needs to get, you know, get up to the level where he has that endurance where he can play continuously. I, I don't think he has that quite where it probably needs to be mm. at NBL level yet. But he's, you know, he's not brought in to play 40 minutes a game. He's, he's brought in as a as a bit of a project to, you know, maybe play sort of, you know, five to 10 minutes a game. But he is seven foot three. I mean, <laughs> this he dwarfs. Daniel Johnson and Isaac Humphreys, and and you know every now and again you see you see him do something at training, a, a you know blocking a shot or doing a dunk that you know you just don't no no one else can do that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. So the the upside of him is you know is whatever he wants it to be. So I just hope that he stays healthy, you know, continues to to get the work put into him, and um, you know makes the most of his opportunity. You know when he, when he gets them, he's. Uh, He's a really likable kid, and uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed uh, you know, getting to know him and, and, and working with him. Oh, fantastic. We'll definitely get him on the show in the coming weeks as well and have a chat to him here on Sixers Fix, which will be, will be fantastic. Um, what about the coaching staff? You, you've, you've seen firsthand working with CJ and, 
and Jamie now. Um, what's that been like for you, and what's your early impressions of CJ as a as a head coach? Oh, fantastic! I mean, he's come in. He's you know he's obviously been waiting for this opportunity for a number of years, and and he's he's one hundred percent ready to do it. And, and and obviously the circumstances that that it happened with were you know, probably weren't ideal for all, all parties. Um, but for him to come in uh, and, and be able to put his stamp on the team, and, you know, and, and congratulations to Jamie Pillman as well. I mean, he ran a great deal of the pre-season and, you know, had those guys working really, really hard. And, um, you know, you know was, as soon as CJ came in, it was just a, a seamless transition. So uh, I, I think it's a... I think that's a great two-headed monster. I, I look forward to you know them winning a lot of games this year with with CJ at the helm, and uh, you know I don't see any reason for it not to be. I mean, he doesn't uh, you know he doesn't play favourites. He, he's he's as happy to call out you know you know the best player in the team as to you know the guy at the end of the bench. So uh, I, I've loved what I've seen so far, and uh, I, I think he's going to be really you know have a long and successful career in the NBL. It's a perfect leading to our interview for for the for this episode of Sixers Fix as well, Scott. So you're, you're, doing, you're getting the hang of this podcast game. So, <laughs> so that's, that's, that's have a listen to, to a conversation I had with Jamie Perlman, the assistant coach. And when we come back, we'll talk more about how the NBL season's shaping up here with Scott Ninnis. Back here now on Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis, but Scotty's had to step out for a little while, but I'm delighted to be joined by lead assistant coach from the 36ers, Jamie Perlman. We find him in Tasmania right now, getting ready for another game with the Blitz. Um, how are you enjoying Tasmania right now, Jamie? Yeah, it's been great so far. Um, obviously, you know, the results are always nice to get uh, the wins on the board, but um, it's been really good in regards to just having the guys play together. You know, at the end of the day, you know, these pre-season tournaments are all about the, yeah, the guys learning to play with each other. We do have a, a new group. We're only bringing a few guys back from last year. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's a great opportunity to bond and, again, start building, building to the season. Now, as I mentioned, Scotty's not with us, but he's been spending a little fair bit of time, before you went to the Blitz anyway, a fair bit of time around around the team. Are you disappointed you don't get the chance to catch up with him right now? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, extremely experienced you know, as a player and you know, as a coach as well. And he, he definitely has a really good insight into the game. So, you know, while he was involved with this, while we're back in Adelaide, it was good to bounce ideas off him and you know, talked about him to talk to him about what he's seen, you know, on the floor mm. there. And yeah, no, it was uh, again great to have him around the club and, and have him involved. So, um, yeah, again, we'll look forward to touching base with him again once we get back to Adelaide. Yeah, absolutely. Which, unfortunately, is a little while away. I think you're... Are you going straight from yeah. Tasmania to Perth and spending the week in Perth before that round one game? And then you then you get a get a home game, obviously, on Sunday. Yeah, look, it's been... Uh, it ended up being a very long trip. Uh, 17 days, uh, approximately, here in Tassie. And then get flying out uh, after the game on Sunday, uh, directly to Perth uh, to spend the, pretty much the week in Perth, lead uh, up to that uh, round one game on their home home court. Mm. And then yeah, we'll fly back into Adelaide, which we wouldn't have seen for twenty you know, days. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, we hit, and then hit the ground running, which obviously we're really looking forward to, to being home and, and playing on our home court in front of our home fans. And yeah, it's really, it's really exciting, you know. With, 
playing these preseason games uh, are great, but uh, yeah, just really forward to, looking forward to the real season, the real stuff kicking yeah, off. Absolutely. Now, before we knuckle down on how this team's shaping up and how you're feeling about this season, for anyone that doesn't know, you've got a hell of a a hell of a resume, and it, and it goes right back to your playing days. And I don't know if a lot of people realise just how successful you've been as a player and a coach. You played 243 games in the NBL at, at Cairns and the Canberra Cannons, and then you moved into moved into coaching, and you've been coach of the year over in New Zealand, coaching the Nelson Giants. You've you've been an assistant at the at the Taipans. Um, you coach Can- the Cairns Marlins in the QBL, and you, you spent some time over in Kuala Lumpur as well, um, coaching the Malaysia Dragons. Um, it's been quite a quite a life in basketball, hasn't it? It's been phenomenal. You know, I, I really feel blessed with you know what this game has provided me um, over the years to again to, to achieve be able to play in the, in the NBL and then get the opportunity to pursue uh, coaching and it's amazing where the game takes you you know as a player and you've got to travel you know, to the US and China and various other places and, and now as a coach you know to get the opportunity to coach in New Zealand and then have a just the most brilliant experience uh, in Asia uh, coaching the Dragons over there and then get the opportunity to come back in the NBL as well so I definitely consider myself um very blessed by the game and you know, hope to obviously keep doing what I'm doing uh, for as long as I can. Absolutely. Um, maybe we get get the elephant out of the room first. Um, were you as shocked as the rest of us when you found out that Connor wasn't going to be coaching coaching this season? Uh, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see it coming at all. I wasn't, a, I wasn't aware of it. Um, and yeah, no, definitely an absolute shock. So... I guess as a coach, you know, we kind of know that he's very cutthroat. It's part of the business. Um, but, yeah, it was a shock. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, part of, it's part of the business, unfortunately. You know, it's not a matter of uh, if you'll be sacked, it's when you'll be sacked. And right now, really just excited uh, to be working with CJ and, and looking forward to, you know, I think we have a tremendous group this year. So definitely uh, eyes eyes. Fully forward on yeah, what we can achieve this year. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, just one more, just on that. I mean, I wanted to. We spoke to Connor quite a few times on the show last year, and he was very high on on you. Firstly, as his as his right hand man, he he loved having you as his right hand man, but he also had no doubt you could be a head coach in the NBL at some point. When that became available, did you consider putting your hand up? Did the did the club ask you if you wanted to do the head coaching role, or were you happy to trust them to bring in a head coach and? You just continue doing what you were doing. Yeah, look, I definitely had conversations with the club. You know, obviously, you know, as, a, as an assistant, you're always going to put your hand up, you know, for a potential opportunity. Um, but you know, very just happy to be continue to be involved with the club mm. you know, at the time as well, and happy to take on whatever role they you know, they saw me in. You know, so um, I think any any coach around the league um, you know, is looking for that opportunity. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully one day it might come about, but as I said, um, just, just uh, really uh, blessed to be, you know, part of this, this organisation, part, part of this team for this season and you know, looking, just looking forward to you know, what we might be able to get done on the floor. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think everyone would probably agree that the circumstances weren't great with how it happened, but the end result, to have CJ Bruden as the head coach, I think, Everyone's really excited by it. How have you, how have you found CJ so far, and how excited are you to be to be working with him? Yeah, I mean CJ's you know, 
come in and he's um, immediately impacted the group uh, culturally. Um, he has a very, very high IQ for the game. He he definitely has a very clear vision about you know, what he wants this team to be and, and how we would like them to play. And, and, it's, and again, it's really exciting. It's, uh, as a coach, um, you know, it's, it's great to get other coaches' perspectives and, and and buy into their, see what their vision is, and and CJ's no exception to that. You know, I think he, again, he's uh, he has a really clear vision for where he wants this group to be, and it's and it's exciting. It's an exciting style of play that he's um, putting in and giving the guys a lot of freedom you know, to explore and and just read the game and make plays. Yeah, based on what they're seeing on the floor, and, and that's exciting for the group too. So I think you see really a, a group uh, playing a really fun style of basketball. The other great positive for you was that. You know, obviously, while you were waiting for CJ to be appointed and then waiting for CJ to be able to to get to Adelaide, this was pretty much your team to, to be working with and to, to put together on the floor once you started preseason training. I'm sure you you enjoyed the chance to sort of take take that that much ownership of the of the group. Yeah, no, it was really good. I, I, you know, I definitely enjoyed that. You know, that probably you know, close to three weeks of mm. you know being responsible and having that you know responsibility to, you know, prepare, prepare the team and, and uh, again, put in a little bit of, you know, the style of play that, that I saw um, that would suit the guys. And, and then when CJ came in, you know, he just continued to build on build on that and had his vision as well. So that was, it was definitely a fun time. Really enjoyed that, um, that, that chance. Um, so, yeah, no, it was, uh, it, was, it was a good, fun little period of time. Hmm. Now, we've seen great signs already at the Blitz, obviously, with the games you've been You've been winning, but just having a look at the squad that you've you've been able to put together, I think there's there's every reason to be really excited about what this season holds. I think you know you, you look at the players that you've been able to bring back. There are only three of them, but they're probably the three most important ones with with D, with DJ Isaac and and Sunday. And then you look at the players that you bring in from from Mitch to the to the to the imports, Dusty and and Todd and 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 everybody else. I mean, this looks like a really really exciting roster to work with. Yeah, definitely. I think um, we have uh, you know, we have great depth um, in the roster, and I feel like we have uh, different lineups that we can you know, quite clearly you know achieve certain goals with. You know, I think it's really clear that we can put on a a really tough defensive lineup. You know, for periods of time when we need that, uh, and then we have you know tremendous scoring players as well. You know. Which we uh, no, you need to put the points on the board, or we have that type of a lineup we can roll out. We can play big, you know, and then also we can play a bit more small ball and really, you know, play fast pace. So it's it's great to have that flexibility within the roster, you know, to be able to play different ways depending on you know who we're playing against or or maybe what that particular situation is in a game in an individual game. So we're definitely playing with that at the moment. You know, we've had guys in and out and. Um, and whenever we finished off last game with Sunday, Sunday Bets playing in the fourth spot, you know, it was like, you know, playing that, playing that in the forward position, you know, yeah, they're setting screens. So, you know, that's that small ball lineup that we have the potential to, to roll out time. So it's, um, no, it's definitely exciting. And with, with all these things, you know, this early stage of the season, we're still you know, working out our identity and, and our best groups and how we can best utilize the players. But you know, it's exciting to, to have the, the rest that we have uh, and the flexibility we potentially have as well uh, to play different different ways. There's a lot of different things to be excited about, but perhaps the thing that stood out to me most so far is 
just how good of a combination in the backcourt Mitch McCarron and Dusty Hannes are going to be. They, they're both so composed with the ball in their hand. They're, they both know what they're doing, know what to run, know, well, I guess, when to, when to make a play themselves or to set up their, their teammates. I, I'm, I'm going to be amazed if they if they turn the ball over much at all this season. They, they are that good with the ball in their hand, but they're also great, great leaders. To have two players of that calibre bringing the ball up the floor and being able to bring the ball up the floor and run your offence, that's a, that's a hell of a weapon to have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Mitch McCarron was a fantastic pickup yeah. um, for the club this year. His his leadership and exactly what you're saying there. His ability to to run the team, to control the tempo, mm. to get the ball to where it needs to be. You know, put put the ball in our scorer's hands. Be able to find mismatches and deliver the ball to the, into that situation. And then also, when necessary as well, to call his own number. You know, mm-hmm. it's like hey, you know. Like, he himself has the advantage, and so you have to take that responsibility as well to go and score the ball. So, um, yeah, a tremendous pickup. And, and Dusty, yeah, just um, yeah, he's just yeah, he, he's a fantastic scorer. I've never rebounded or worked with a player who shoots the ball as well as he yeah, he does, yeah. and that's that's legit over anyone I've ever mm-hmm. worked with. You know, he is a he's a deadly shooter. So. Um, He's extremely exciting in that regard, and, and just his presence on the floor. He was stretched the floor. You know, he'll team's going to have to guard him. You know, good you know, meter out for the three point line, yeah. and so that's just going to create space, if nothing else, <laughs> space yeah. for yeah. everyone else to go and do their thing. But then in his own right, his ability to shoot the ball, he's also fantastic getting downhill, getting into the keyway, and, and he plays a tremendous amount of poise mm. uh, going to the hoop as well. I think uh, last game, the game before, I think, you know, at the end of the game, he's been fouled eight times, yeah. you know, like that's, that's what he does. He, he's very cagey, he's very smart, and he can shoot that three ball, but also he just, he causes opposition players to foul him too. Yeah. So, um, no, he definitely, two very exciting pieces for this group. We haven't seen much of Todd Withers just yet. What what can we expect to see from him once he's he's fully up and going? Uh, Todd, just ultimate team team guy. He mm-hmm. just uh, he's he's such a he's such a um, passionate, um, high energy teammate. Uh, first and foremost, he is a tremendous defender who can really guard. You know, I think he can probably guard one to five. You know, and do a pretty good job of that. You know, across the league and and in his own right as well, he's a, he's a very good three point shooter, a very good threat, uh, and has really good athleticism as well. So he's he's going to be a, that kind of a utility guy for us. He can he can just play multiple positions on the floor. You know, if we want to play a bit quicker, you know, maybe he's running the five spot for us. Yeah. If we want to play a bit bigger, maybe he's in the two spot. You know, so it's um. Yeah, he just gives us a tremendous amount of flexibility uh, in, in regards to you know, what lineup we have on the floor. But um, yeah, I, I think uh, he's going to come up. I think the fan favourite pretty mm. quickly. I think with his uh, his passion for the game, his personality, his positivity, and uh, yeah, the energy he's, he's going to bring on the floor. Now, there's a lot of offensive threats there, but what I'm getting the sense of this is going to be a very good defensive team as well. You have a look at bringing Mitch in. He's a great defender. Obviously, you just mentioned Todd's defensive. Abilities. We know how good Sunday is. He's probably probably the best defensive player in the league. And Isaac, to be honest, he's not far away from that either. When he's when he's when he's when he's blocking shots and being being aggressive um, defensively, this could be a, a very very good team. Yes, no, I totally agree. I think we have have um, great defenders in, in multiple positions that can you know um, 
we can rotate through to, to guard, you know, key opposition players, you know, so we can just keep constantly keep the pressure on, on a Bryce Cotton for 40 minutes and rotate multiple guys onto him, you know, and likewise with other stars in the league. So, And then, as I said, have that, we have a genuine defensive lineup that we mm-hmm. can put on the floor that can yeah, really stifle opposition offences. Um, so, it's, yeah, again, it's, uh, I think it gives us tremendous flexibility. There's a lot of different things uh, we can do on the floor defensively, a lot of different ways we can play uh, to try and be, you know, to cause disruption uh, to other teams. So, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. It's uh, you know, it's uh, you know, I'm a, traditionally I'm, I've always loved the defensive end, you know. So you know that's probably you know, where my passion is a lot of the time. And yeah, they're very excited to, to work with uh, such a strong defensive team. Kai Soto as well. We expect him to be able to obviously have an impact on the floor, but you you know probably as well as anyone from that South Asia region just how much they love their basketball. He's probably going to make sure that. 36's games are being watched by more than any other other club this season as well. Yeah, and the Filipino community are tremendously passionate about their basketball, and Kaisoto is quickly becoming uh, one of their favourite sons. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's going to be a lot of eyes on him as well as you know the NBA, lots of eyes on him as well. And yeah, another another guy. You, you forget how young he is sometimes, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, he is such a. He's, he's actually quite. He's a very mature man. But a very funny guy as well, and very team orientated, and has tremendous upside. So it's um, we can't forget how young he is still, mm. um, but uh, you know he has tremendous upside, and uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah, everyone will get to see that as the season progresses. Absolutely, um, got to ask you as well. Every time you turn on an NBA game right now, and you see, and you and you see Josh Giddy on the screen doing what he's doing, it must be. Let's give you a bit of a buzz knowing how, how much you worked with him last season and now seeing that he's been able to translate that straight into, into the NBA. Yeah, look, I just, I just couldn't be more happy for him. Mm. You know, uh, coming into Adelaide, again, you know, for such a, a young guy, you know, showing such maturity and um, just wanted the challenge uh, that was that was put in front of him and accepted that and, and took it on full steam ahead and, it's had such uh, you know, great success. Um, I just, I, you know, I'm, I'm, su- I'm surprised, but really pleasantly surprised. You know, I just, I think he's a, just proven how he has just the ability to just whatever level he plays at, you know, that every next level he goes to, he just works it out so quickly and just has success. And uh, definitely, yeah, just so, so pleased for him and just so impressed with what he's getting done right now in the NBA. Um, and just full credit to him you know, and, and the work that he puts in in that position. Absolutely. Now, now as we release this show, we're days away from round one in that game against Perth on Friday night. And then I, I think everyone will be excited to see a full house at the Entertainment Centre on Sunday for that, that first home game as well. Um, how exciting is it knowing that we're just days away now from round one and you've got two games within within three days? That's right. You know, we're playing fight. You know, we've had these, game, these games in the blitz and then yeah. we're into it. You yeah. know, the season starts. We have those two games and we have another two games in quite quick succession straight after that. So, it's, yeah, before you know it, it's going to be, you know, we're going to be four games down. But, uh, look, I know all the guys are chomping at the bit uh, to get into the season. With the early, you know, with the preseason games, you know, 
lots of teams are keeping you know, things up their sleeve, you know, and not showing everything they have. And so, yeah, I know the guys are really excited to um, you know, get to round one and, and unleash uh, unleash the system that CJ's putting in place. And you also would have played Perth <laughs> twice already, the Blitz, and then you play them in round one. Yeah, that's right. And so that's where, you know, you, you, play, you play a bit, you know, you don't, you don't show all your cards, you know, you definitely keep stuff up your sleeve. And I get no doubt at all, Perth is, you know, they're doing the same same thing. And so, but I know the guys are, again, really excited to, um, yeah, to roll out the full system, you know, for that those first two round, round one games. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, hopefully, you know, really surprise, you know, the league in regards to you know, how good we can be. Now, just, just finally, you've been in Adelaide for a couple of years now, and every time Scotty spoke with Connor on the show last year, he promised him to take him on one of his tours with Premier Mind Tours, but he, as far as I know, he still hasn't hasn't delivered. Has he taken you on one yet? No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't got a trip <laughs> yet, but uh, look, I know we did take uh, the players out. Yeah, he did. The players yeah. have gone out with him, yep. so that was, that was fantastic for him to get them out and, and show them uh, everything that Aussie has to offer. Yeah. Uh, in the wine region, so look, I mean, he's uh, he's been tremendous ever since the day one landed. Uh, him and him and uh, Brett Maher as mm. well. You know, they've been so welcoming and um, always touching base and seeing how we're going. And you know, they've just again, always always been so great welcoming us. Um, you know, into South Australia basketball and the Adelaide Thirty Sixers. So yeah, have it. Couldn't say nicer things about the guy. And uh, yeah, he's he's continuing to do uh, for basketball and thirty six. No, he's, it's great to have him still involved and great to be doing this show with him, to be honest. So we hope we can put you two together next time we chat. But for now, Jamie, thanks very much for joining us and we now look forward to seeing what what, what you've got in store for us for, for round one. Yep, can't wait. And, uh, yeah, yeah, thanks very much. It's been great to chat. Okay, back here on Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis. I hope you enjoyed that chat that we had with, with Jamie Perlman. We'll be hearing more from him as this season unfolds. He'll be he'll be helping out with CJ on our on our on our fans questions, our Q and A segment, Ask the Coach segment. Um, so we'll we'll split that between CJ and Jamie this season, thanks to Sports Card World and and as always, the, the best question from our listeners will win a special prize thanks to our, our great friends at Sports Card World. So We'll have more news on that later in the week and we'll have our first segment next week after after these couple of games in, in round one. Um, now, there's nine other teams in the league, obviously, Scott, that the Adelaide 36ers will be competing with. Um, why don't we start with the Brisbane Bullets, the opponents from, from yesterday's game. Obviously, they weren't quite at full strength yesterday, but they had a pretty good blitz. I think I think a, a group that's, that's featuring Sobey and Patterson and... And Kadee and, you know, a couple of decent imports. I think they'll be competitive. What do you make of of the Bullets coming into this season? Oh, look, I'll, I'll start by saying first up, it's, it's going to be an incredibly competitive season, oh, I think. Um, you know, trying to trying to go through and pick, you know, finals contenders is uh, is, is as hard as it's ever been, I mm. think. Uh, I think, you know, I, I think Brisbane might might just be out of out of the playoffs. Um, once again, this this stage of the season it, it, it's pretty hard to tell um, but uh, you know the, the positions you know it's going to be so competitive at the top of the 
top of the ladder that there are going to be teams that fall by the wayside. And six teams have to miss out. I mean, we have to remember that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think Brisbane might not quite be at the level of uh, you know a couple of the other pace setters at the moment, but uh, you know, time time will tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Cairns Taipans they didn't win a game with the Blitz under Adam Ford, but you know they've still got Scotty Machado. I think Majuk Deng is looking pretty good. Nate Jarwai still looking okay. A lot might rely on on their new imports, McCall and Zimmerman. Um, what do you what do you make of the of the Taipans? Yeah, look, I think they're going to struggle. I, I just don't think they've uh, they've got better in, in in enough positions, and um, you know, it sort of tapers off fairly quickly when you when you get to the bench there. And uh, I I hope I'm wrong because I, I love seeing these small small town teams uh, do well, but uh, I think it might end up being a fairly long season for the Kings Titans, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I kind of do feel the same. Um, I don't feel the same about this next team though, the Illawarra Hawks. Um, they brought back Tyler Harvey, which was massive. I really like what I've seen of Xavier Rath and Mays, and the backcourt of him and Harvey looks like it'll be pretty good. Um, Joel Reith is coming off the Olympics, so he's a he's a big signing. Um, I, I'm I'm predicting big things for them. What do you think? Well, the coach goes the right too, doesn't <laughs> he? Does, he? He's, he does. Uh, he's, been, he's been known to play in the finals campaign mm. or uh, or twenty. So uh, <laughs> look, I've I've got them in the finals. I think uh, you know I think they'll do really well this year. Um, you know, are they are they going to win it? Who knows? But mm. um, I think uh, you know I've certainly got them in as a position in the finals, and I expect them to go pretty deep into the playoffs as well. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think so too. I'm really interested in your thoughts on Melbourne United, the reigning champions, but some huge losses and. And I mean, as big as Jock Landale is, Mitch McCarron is probably just as big a loss to them. But you know, Scotty Hobson, Sam McDaniel, Udai Baba, they were they were handy players on that team too. But again, they've got a handy pickup in Matthew Dellavedova, obviously. Um, you know, I don't know. On paper, they don't look as strong as last season, but but it's tough to write them off at the same time. Yeah, look, I. I... They're not as strong as last season. I don't think there's there's too much doubt about that. I think, and, I, and I've said it openly. I think uh, Mitch McCarron will probably be a, probably be a better NBL player at this stage in their careers than what Dela Dover yeah, uh, will be I, for I, Melbourne. And, yeah, and I don't say that. Yeah. And that's no slight on Dela Dover at all. It's just probably where he's at this just stage a physical, of the physical reality, stage of his career. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Golding's another year up, you know year older. I mean, he seems to have got better with age, mm. but. You know, at some point in time, you know he'll start to slow down a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I just don't think they're as they're as good as last last year. And obviously, with the you know with the outs that they have that you just mentioned. Uh, um, so yeah, I think they, you know, I think they'll win enough games along the way. But you know, are they, a, you know, are they an outright favourite? Well, not to me, they're not. Mm. Um, but I, I think you know, like it's they're still the champions. They know how to win, yep. um, and that can carry a long way as well. But um, I would, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they. Yeah, I think they'll make the finals, but I, I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a harder road than what it was uh, for them last year. Yep, no, totally, totally agree. Um, really, really tough to get a read on the New Zealand Breakers, so they're going to do it tough again, at least for the first half of the season, where they'll be based out of. Australia. They've already had a COVID scare, which hasn't helped their preparations. Um, I mean, they've, they've got a lot of talent, but again, it's just a matter of how they deal with with things. It's re- you know, I find it tough to know how they're going to go. I don't know how you how you think. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same. I find it hard to get a read on them. Mm. I mean, what they had to go through last year, you just, just wouldn't wish yeah. on your worst enemy. And 
you know, if they've got a similar scenario to that, it's going to be really hard to, to you know, maintain the momentum and, and, and just keep winning games after games. So I, I, I think they'll, you know, purely because what are they going to have to go through? I think they're going to find it find it pretty tough, and you know, wouldn't surprise if there's a you know a fair bit of inconsistency that comes with that as well. Mm. So uh, I hope not, because like I said, you know, that path they had to do it last year, but it's going to be a going to be a tough gig for them this year, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Um, the Perth Wildcats. Um, I, I still feel like they probably overachieved last season. They never seemed to have a great roster on paper, but they just, they just kept winning, and they got to a grand final. Again, even even without Bryce Cotton at the end, so they've they've got Bryce back, who's fully healthy, and and you know their two new imports, Vic Law and Michael Frazier, look look pretty exciting. Um, probably unfortunately for for our thirty sixes fans, I think they might be around the mark again. Well, there's, there's no reason <laughs> to expect them not to be around the mark, mm, is it? It's, no. uh, it's it was thirty five years now, or, yeah, or whatever no, it is. It's close um, to that, yeah. In making making the final, so no, no, no. Of course I'll be. I look at the team and I, you know, I, I sort of feel like I want to write them off. You know, you mm-hmm. sort of look at the, you know, the, the, the guys coming in off the bench, you know, the Kevin Whites and these sort of guys, and you think, well, how, you know, how can this team contend year in, year out when they when they don't have, but they, they just get the best out of their players mm-hmm. and they have role players that, you know, come in and always play better there than anywhere else they've yeah. played in their careers. So, and you, you, you know, you had the best player in the competition. Of course, they're going to be, uh, you know, they got that sort of firepower. And Vic Law is a is a really good player as well. So look, they'll be they'll be in the finals because they always are. Um, <laughs> they are you know, yeah. I'd like I'd like to see them fall out of it one year, but it's certainly not going to be me that predicts it. That's for sure. <laughs> no, um, yeah, you just have to lock them in until we, I guess, ever see them miss out. Um, yeah. South East Melbourne Phoenix. Um, I find it a little bit tough to know what to think of them as well because we haven't seen a lot from their their imports. We haven't seen Devin Thomas at all during the Blitz. But you know, Joe Chi, the big big Chinese superstar, looks looks pretty exciting. Mitch Creek looks like he'll be you know strong again. Ryan Brokoff looks to be their big improver. Um, you know, they were one game. Well, they they were they were dominating game three of the semifinals last year against Melbourne. So they were they were only a half away really from making the grand final last year. Um, what do you think they'll do this season? Yeah, I'm the same. I find it really tough to get a beat on them. I mean, you look at them on paper, and they're as strong as any team in the competition. But you know, if you know, how does that play out? Um, so yeah, I do. I, I find them very difficult to to predict how they're going to go. I mean, you, you look and say, well, they should be in the finals, and they yeah, you know, they should have learnt from last year and be ready to take that next step forward. But it's uh, it's a difficult one. I'll, I'll sort of think I'll reserve judgment on them until. To a few games mm. into the season, but um, you know they, they should be strong and they should be very very strong really. But um, uh, I guess we'll wait and see. Sydney Kings, I think they only ended up playing a couple of games at the Blitz, so we didn't see a lot of them. But at least on paper, they're another team with a new coach. But from all reports, their their new imports, Jalen Adams and RJ Hunter, should be should be real difference makers. Um, Angus Glover looks like he's he's back healthy, and that's exciting. I think Jarrell Martin. He's a potential MVP back for his second season. Um, I think they'll be they'll be right in the mix too. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, they'll be they'll be around the mark. I don't think there's any too much doubt about that. Um, so I've probably picked about seven teams to make the finals, now, haven't <laughs> I? So, <I'm, laughs> but um, um, no, I think uh, you, you know Sydney are going to be tough to beat this year, and uh, 
I expect them to you know, sort of come out swinging and be, be dominant right from the get-go. But uh, uh, once again, it's, it's, it's what makes this time of the year so exciting. You know, that everyone starts with a clean, clean slate and, uh, you know, what happens, what, you know, whatever happens will happen. So uh, I'm, I'm excited. I think, uh, as I said, I think uh, the 36ers will you know, play finals this year and I'm, I'm really confident that that'll be the case. I know... Mm. You know, all the so-called experts are writing them off uh, very quickly, and that that's good. That's that's uh, that's not a bad way to be, and you know, just just gives you that little bit of extra impetus to come out and uh, you know prove people wrong. But uh, uh, like I said, they've got they've got really good depth and balance. Um, you know, they 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 get on well as a group, and mm. um, I'm looking forward to them doing some really special things this year. I will I will get you to nail down on a top four after we get through the last team, the newest team, the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. How do you think they'll go? Oh, it's always tough for a new team, mate. You mm. you, you look through the history of uh, sports, and you know, expansion teams very rarely do well right from the right from the start. Um, I, I I sort of have them and Cairns probably in the Probably down the, the the wrong end of the ladder, yeah. um, but yeah, that'd be exciting to watch. I think uh, it'd be great to see. Yeah, you know, I'm so happy that there's a team playing in Tasmania again. I just think mm-hmm. that's it's incredible for the NBL, and it, and it, it does make it a, a national league. You know, it's uh, it's great to see um, you know what they've done with that stadium down there, and I'm really excited to to see them in the league. But uh, I'd probably expect it to be a couple of years before they. Yeah, you know, really start knuckle down and 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 be in the talk finals and and that. But once again, they could prove me wrong. Yeah, well, I think they'll win games, but again, to compete for finals is another matter. Um, so I'll give you some thinking time, Scott. I'm going to lock down my top four. So I think I, I feel similar to you. I think Tasmania and Cairns might be the two that aren't quite in the mix. I think the other eight, there probably won't be a lot between them. But based on what we know, I think you have to include the Perth Wildcats because they're always there. I think the Sydney Kings are just about favourites right now. I can't look past the Illawarra Hawks and the Adelaide 36ers. I, I really like this squad and I think they'll make the finals as well. So that's my my top four. Um, if you had to had to narrow it down to four, who would you go with? Oh, wow. Well, I, think, I think you're pretty much pretty well on the money there. I, I think uh, um, I would love not to pick Perth in the top four. <laughs> I would just... I'm just I'm, I'm sort of... I'm hanging by it, by it, but it uh, would be foolhardy not to include mm. them because they they do always always get it done. So I, I think probably the probably the four you mentioned. Um, yeah, but you at know, the same time, uh, I haven't got either of the Melbourne teams in there, which is going well. To that's be, uh, yeah. that's what I'm saying. But the other Southeast Melbourne, the other the Phoenix, I think will be be right there. Um, and look, I, I'm not just. I, I will say I'm not just saying the 36ers because you know because it's 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 my team. Mm-hmm. I. I I think what I, I've seen it firsthand. I like what I saw, yep. and they're in, they're in great shape. You know, they they're coached well. They've got you know got talent everywhere. They've got depth. I, I do. I really like what I see, and, and I think if they can get off to a get off to a good start and win some games early, that's just going to breed the confidence within the group, and uh, then anything's achievable. So. Um, I'm yeah. I, I just want people to know. I'm not just saying that because no, me because I, 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 I really think it too. Yeah, uh, I think they'll uh, I think they'll surprise some people this year. So I do find it hard leaving the Phoenix out, and I mm. I said a part of me wants to put them in instead of the Perth Wildcats. Yep. Um, uh, so that would be probably my only only change if mm-hmm. if I had to 
if I had to lock down the uh, the four. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? I mean, I mean, six teams miss out, like we talked about earlier. Um, are you happy to keep it a top four when you've got ten teams? I remember the days when, what, when we probably had sixteen teams and what twelve of them <laughs> made the finals. There was some, there was some interesting um, playoff setups that we've had in the in the history of the NBL. But are you happy with the top four with ten teams, or is there the chance to expand it now that we've got an extra team? Oh, I think it should be expanded. I, I think it's, um, you know, like a, I don't have the solution, but yeah. I think it should be more than four um, with, with, with 10 teams in it. And I'm sure, you know, all those options will be looked at, you know, over the next year or two and, and you know, potentially something could be done to expand it. But, uh, yeah, four teams doesn't, uh, it's not a lot, you know, like it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a couple of bad injuries or, you know, a run of bad luck away from not playing finals, yep. you know. So it's, uh, um, I'd like to see it expanded and, um, you know, perhaps, perhaps to five or... Yeah. or um, but anyway, that's uh, that's a wiser heads than me to, <laughs> to sort out and uh, be look forward to see what they what mm. they do come up with. Yeah, I haven't thought... I, it's only something that just popped into my head now to think about, but I, I probably wouldn't mind a top five and you potentially have the fourth and the fifth team sort of compete with each other to then become one of the top four teams and then you can from there go yeah. go on with the system that we've got now. I, I probably wouldn't mind that sort of a sort of a setup going forward. But but for now we've got what what we've got and it it means that you have to be a really good team to make the finals, which I don't think it's is ever a ever a bad thing. You don't like to sort of reward mediocrity either. So I think Correct. So yeah. But um the other positive right now, leading into this first game on Friday night, and we will talk more about this because we'll release another Sixers Fix episode this week where we catch up with Daniel Johnson when when he's over in Perth leading up to to Friday night. So we'll get in in go in more depth with it um, later in the week. But the great positive now is that because the team's been in Tasmania the last couple of weeks, they actually get to go to Western Australia because if they had been home in Adelaide at all, this game on Friday night wouldn't have gone ahead. So thank thank goodness they <laughs> thank goodness they went to Tasmania. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I guess you know that you just have to be flexible mm. in the current uh, current climate. And uh, you know they're over there now, getting ready for Friday night. And um, you know, you know, we we know what that rivalry's been like for a long, long time. So it's uh, it's exciting that it's one of the games to kick off the season. And mm. uh, yeah, can't wait. Looking forward to it. Another question: Is there any chance we get through this season without COVID throwing in some 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 real difficulties, or, or is it? Are we going to just have to hold our breath, sort of, every day when we wake up and hope that nothing else has popped up? There's not a chance in hell of this going <laughs> smoothly. I, I, I think it's going to be they'll they'll be having options A, B, C, D, E, F, G, mm. you know, on the table, and uh, they're just going to have to be be flexible. And it's a shame because we had that last year; it was just yeah. chopped and changed so much. And oh, I think they'll do everything in their power to stick to the schedule as best as they can, but uh, you know something's going to be thrown into the mix that's going to upset the apple mm. cart at some stage, but uh, let's just hope that it is fairly uh, yeah, kept, to a, kept to a bare minimum, but uh, I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And the biggest thing is I just hope that we're able to have as close to full stadiums as we can because we saw during the Blitz, the games down in Tasmania were fantastic when the crowd was there, but the games in Melbourne to, in empty buildings it just makes such a big difference, doesn't it? I mean, that, yeah, that's, it really that, does. let's just hope the fans are able to come back, especially the entertainment centre. When there's a big crowd in there, it's a it's a fantastic basketball venue. Yeah, very much so. And uh, I, I guess we've all got our fingers crossed that 
you know, whatever the new normal is, is going to look like, that it, that it happens fairly quickly. And, you know, we learn to live with the uh, COVID and, and, and move forward because that's what we're going to have to do. Mm. It's, uh, um, so, yeah, I, I just hope there's a minimum of uh, disruption during the season. And, uh, you know, we can just look forward to watching some great basketball. Yep, absolutely. All right, I think we've covered a lot there, Scotty, wrapping up sort of the pre-season and doing a preview of the season proper. Like I said, and thanks to Jamie Perlman, of course, for joining us as well. I hope you enjoyed that interview. So when we come back later in the week, we'll be we'll be talking with DJ and we'll be talking about round one, two massive games against the Wildcats on Friday night in Perth and obviously Sunday at home against the Illawarra Hawks. So there'll be plenty to, to discuss there. If there's one thing you'd be pretty keen to talk to DJ about, Scotty, what would it be? I look forward to him winning MVP this year, so mm-hmm. he goes ahead of Brett, Brett Mayer yeah, on the uh, on the all time thirty six of ledger because that will give Brett the shit to no end. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, I will certainly bring that up when we speak to DJ. And I, I have spoke to him about it. He thinks mm. it's quite humorous as well. So, uh, but uh, no, it's it's uh, I just is you know just his amazing consistency is just uh, just quite incredible and. Mm. Uh, um, he'll have a lot of help this year too so um, no just just looking forward to the season beginning yeah fantastic and he, he looked fantastic at the Blitz as well he, he had that big game first up but he was really consistent across the board so he's gearing up for a big season so we look forward to catching up with DJ later in the week leading into round one but for now I hope you enjoyed this this season preview episode of Sixes Fix with Scott Ninnis and speaking of Scott I'm Chris Pike I'll sign off and leave you with with his wise words to sign off with I don't know about wise words, mate, but uh, just uh, just can't wait for this season to start and, um, you know, look forward to seeing what the 36 is about to be able to produce on the court.